and my fellow Pennsylvanians. This state's electoral votes are key to who wins the presidency, and both of the candidates know it. We win Pennsylvania, we win the whole deal, you know that. Just like last night. But states like Pennsylvania are going to be incredibly important. The only thing left on the board is Pennsylvania. The president cannot get to the finish line without the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. One state all four candidates are visiting today is Pennsylvania. Its 20 electoral votes are highly coveted, and the Keystone State could end up being one of the determining factors in the race. Jill's a Philly girl, but I'm a screen girl. So far this season, we've sat down with Sarah and Murado and Michael Lamb. They each presented their backgrounds and the approach they'd bring next January should they become the next Allegheny County Executive. Now, we've received tons of feedback from across Pennsylvania, certainly from the Pittsburgh media market, and actually from a few listeners here in D.C. with contacts and clients and ties to Allegheny County. But today we're sitting down with John Weinstein. He's been the county treasurer since 1999. As I'm saying this, I'm realizing that we have some avid student listeners who weren't even alive then. John's been endorsed by the County Democratic Committee and the Central Labor Council. So I'm really looking forward to our conversation. John Weinstein, welcome to my kitchen table. It's an honor to be here. Thank you so much for the invitation. Well, thanks for your work over the years. Um, You've been in elected office in Allegheny County for um, quite a while. Uh, And now you're making a plunge deep into uh, Allegheny County politics. And I know listeners are eager to talk about, um, about that. That's terrific. Uh, I uh, 25 years, I've been elected uh, six terms as the treasurer here in Allegheny County. It's a passion for me. I, I enjoy county government uh, immensely. Uh, you can effectuate people's lives and help people, you know, so much from, from the county. People don't realize it. You know, the roads that we cross, the bridges we cross, the parks, the, the health department. If you eat at a restaurant, that restaurant was inspected by the health department and our plumbing department. Uh, you know, we have so many services that we provide to people's lives every day that a lot of them don't even realize that they're county services. And I, I'm very, very passionate about that. And I, I, I've never used my office to run for any other office ever. I've been asked many times to run for state senator, for state representative, for state treasurer, for all of these different things. And in 25 years, I've never done that. This is the only time that I've decided to take a shot and uh, use my county government experience and uh, put it to work as the next executive for the region. And uh, it was well, a difficult what, what decision. Was it? I mean, was there a spark at some point that, that went off or this has been something you've been thinking about? No, I, I actually haven't been thinking about it. And I'll tell you what the spark was. And, I, and from the bottom of my heart, I'm, I mean it with all sincerity. I have, I'm a father. I have twins. I have a little boy and a little girl that are, that are six and a half years old. And they are the reason that I'm running. I'm motivated by them. I had kids late in life and I'm concerned about the trajectory of our region and how it affects our young people. Uh, so I'm running for my kids, for, for everyone's kids, everyone's grandkids. You know, we, we're losing our, our most natural resource and our most valuable resource is our children. And I'm so concerned about that. 60% of the kids that graduate from our fantastic colleges and universities in Allegheny County leave the region to go find a job. And I think that's that, that's not a statistic we should be very proud of. We educate them here and then they leave. I think the job of the county executive is to expand the businesses that we have here and have new ones relocate here, be a marketing cheerleader for Western Pennsylvania and have new plants, new factories, new, new, new robotics, you know, new industry come to Western Pennsylvania so that 
these young people do not have to look elsewhere in the United States to go find a job. So I'm very, very passionate about it. And that's what that's what sparked my my change in 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 my political career, because I probably could have been the treasurer for the rest of my life if I wanted to. And you're elected six terms and we do a fantastic job servicing the taxpayers. Never lost a dime in 25 years of taxpayer money. We can continue if could have continued to do that. But this was such a, a dynamic opportunity and a change in my life because of my kids. And they have motivated me beyond anything I could have ever imagined. You know, uh, and th- that's that's why I'm doing this. I feel so passionate about it. And I'm, I'm excited about where we could take this region and bringing people together. For 25 years, I've been able to do that. Take the business community, our friends in the, in the labor movement, the nonprofit, the foundation community, and, and be the conduit now to bring all of these people together and expand and, and grow our region. And that's why I'm so excited about this opportunity. And, and as you know, the chief executive is, it's an open seat. There are the current uh, office holder was there for three terms for 12 years and he can't run anymore. He's term limited. So it's an open seat. So I want to use my years of experience in county government. I don't need to be trained for this job. I'm the only candidate running that understands the entire dynamics of the budget system, all the services that we provide, all of the directors, all the departments, everything the county does on a daily basis. I do not need to be trained for this job. It very much is a large and diverse county. We have listeners all across Pennsylvania and across the country even. And just I always remind folks that it's not just the city of Pittsburgh, it's 130 different municipalities. Can we just take a step back, remind listeners, just go back to your childhood. Where where did you grow up and where where, where do you live? I grew up, I I live in a a town to the west of of the city in the the county outside the city of Pittsburgh. It's called Kennedy Township. Uh, It's near the airport, uh, towards the airport. And I've been born and raised there my whole life. I live on, in fact, uh, my parents, uh, we live on the same street. I live about 350, 400 feet away from, from where I grew up. My family and I uh, are very close. We're very tight-knit. You know, we're Pittsburgh. We're all about Pittsburgh. And uh, I went to Montour, Robert Morris. I'm all about Pittsburgh. And I'm passionate about, about this region. And, uh, you know, I have no other... Uh, political aspirations. All right, too. I, I, this is it uh, for me. Is uh, would be to to create a legacy of of uh, fantastic service and growing and expanding our region for the for the uh, the next uh, few terms that I could serve. And you know, I don't have any desire to run for any other office. I'm all about Allegheny County and uh, all about Pittsburgh. And you know, Pittsburgh's a jewel of of Western Pennsylvania. No matter where you're from, if you're from Butler County, Beaver County, you know, Washington, Westmoreland, Lawrence County, the, the, the Green, the whole region. When you go somewhere and you go, well, where are you from? People go Pittsburgh. And, you know, Pittsburgh is the jewel. We well, need a lot of work. And a lot of help. Especially on Sundays when the Steelers are playing at home. <laughs> exactly. So going back, I mean, was it was it right after you? I mean, when, when, when did you get politically active? Uh, you mentioned um uh, well, I've been in the office for 30 school, years. Robert Morris, or at what point right. did you decide that you yeah, were in the, the ballot for treasurer? I was in the, I was in the student Senate uh, at Robert Morris, but uh, I've always been. I was in student council since second grade in, in elementary school, in, in uh, middle school, in high school. I was always elected. I was elected wow, treasurer that, of my, my class. That's probably some sharp elbows. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, was, uh, I was the elected treasurer of my, of, of my student council. Demand for pizza at lunchtime and uh, lollipops. uh <laughs> Exactly. 
but you know, it's, it, it, it was a, it's a calling for me. I, I, I was in private industry before I came to county government and um, I worked for a, a trucking company in Beaver County uh, when I got out of school, but there was an opportunity to come and I did. And uh, I was, uh, I came in 1991 and the treasurer at the time was a, a woman uh, her name was Mary Alice McDonough, and uh, she, for health reasons, she ended up resigning in 1998, and I was the deputy treasurer, so I became the acting treasurer, and then I ran six consecutive times countywide and was reelected. So that's that's how that happened. Well, let, let me ask you, I don't want to assume, but the last three years with the pandemic and then certainly having young children, we, we have a three-year-old. So I, I, I certainly can relate, although I imagine actually having a six-year-old six twins during a pandemic is much more difficult than having a newborn, But because I'm seeing how energetic a three-year-old is, uh, if I'm doing my math right. correctly, as we're recording here on more or less the third year anniversary of the world stopping. Was that the most difficult period uh, in your public service? I mean, just having to completely recalibrate uh, an office to virtual work and just everything turning upside down? Or You know, that's a great question. And March, February, March, and April are our busiest times of the year from a county standpoint because we collect, I collect property tax for almost 600,000 properties in Allegheny County. Hmm. So COVID is. The fiscal year of the county, is it like state government, June 30? No, our fiscal year was calendar year, uh, Uh January through December, but the tax revenue for the county comes in in March and April. Gotcha. Um, The discount period and the face value for the tax. But we were right in the middle of the pandemic. When, they, when it hit and we had just mailed out tax bills. So we had to mobilize my entire staff and work because they pretty much closed the courthouse. We had to work remotely to be able to service the taxpayers. And we did it without missing a beat. And my staff was fantastic. And, you know, the taxpayers had no knowledge that we weren't, weren't even open and operating because we did everything remotely. Uh, we were able to take the tax payments. We were able to process them, send them their receipts and we didn't miss a beat. So it, from from that, it was it was a lot of difficult and quick planning, but it worked and it worked very well. And as soon as we were able to, my staff was right back to work at the courthouse. And we worked in shifts and separated uh, people because we have we have about 90, 95 employees. So, you know, everyone kept a distance. And fortunately, uh, no one no one got uh, so sick that uh, I mean, people did have covid, but no one you know, ended up passing away from it. And thank God that it was, uh, that it worked, but it was, it was a difficult situation because we were propelled right in the middle of tax season and COVID hit. It was all done virtually. It was all done by mail. It was all done uh, remotely. And I'm very proud of my, my staff to be able to do that, but it was challenging with twins for sure (laughs) to be home. Remind remind listeners how you mentioned how big the treasurer's office is, but how big is the County workforce? And then, 7, and, then, and then for that matter, how big is the county budget? The county budget is $3 billion, $3 billion with a B. And our workforce has 7,500 employees. It's a huge corporation, huge. And you have to have the bandwidth and the ability to be able to run that corporation. And I do, especially from a fiscal standpoint, because of the budgeting process. It's a billion dollars operating budget, a billion dollars health and human services. And our capital budget is, is about a billion dollars. So it's a huge, huge operation, all right? And it's it's a it affects effectuates people's lives every day, as I mentioned earlier. Well, a but, much, you know, a much having- smaller operation, but it is is a campaign operation. But you you certainly have built quite the team. You got the endorsement of the county party. Uh, so let, let's talk a little about your team, and then also with less than sixty days to go. I mean, are you 
is, is home base Kennedy Township there and, and, and the communities around that? Or are you doing a full county? Yes. Blitz? I mean, how, how are you managing oh, no, no. The 60 days? We have an entire operation for the campaign. I've been endorsed by the Democratic Party six consecutive times. This makes seventh now. And seventh time I've been endorsed by the Allegheny County Labor Council. I have strong labor support. I have strong Democratic support all over Allegheny County. We have 130 municipalities, as you mentioned earlier. The city of Pittsburgh is only one of them. You know, Kennedy Township's another. We have 130 individual municipalities all over this region. And we have 43 school districts in Allegheny County. But our campaign is, uh, we, we were up on television uh, the middle of February uh, in digital media, uh, social media, streaming services. We have a presence everywhere. And people know my name from from being elected for 25 years. And, uh, you know, now we've done a really good job of connecting my name to my face and why I'm running and where people feel very comfortable and, and understanding that the dynamics of uh, my experience in county government, transforming that from the treasurer's office to the executive's office. We have a whole team of people for mail-in ballots. We have a whole team of people for voter outreach and canvassing. We have a whole team of people. I mean, this is like running a whole, you know, a whole uh, another business running the campaign. And what, what, what are you and your team hearing, you know, each night that you're out in the community or uh, on the phones or at events? I mean, what, what are top right. issues uh, on the minds of voters? And, and for that matter, does it change as you go community to community? Sometimes it does. But the major number one issue is crime and public safety. You know, years ago, everyone was talking about defunding the police. That's not happening now. People are like, where are the police? We need to feel safe. The city of Pittsburgh already had the highest homicide rate in 2022 than they've had in 15 years. So crime and public safety is a huge issue, especially in the city of Pittsburgh. And as we move into the surrounding municipalities, and I, I've already had commercials about crime and public safety and how we're going to do that and use county resources to make the city of Pittsburgh safe and any municipality that, that, that needs to, to, to be safe. Well, That's a we, huge we, priority. Can we, we take a moment on that? I, I, I thought you might bring that up. Sure. So, uh, most, most of these municipalities have their own police force, right? The county doesn't have their own law enforcement. But uh, what, what, so it, what, what's your vision of the interaction between local police and, and county government and county services? Well, first off, the county, we do have our own police department. We have the county police. We're the only county in Pennsylvania. Oh, I didn't realize that. that. As yes. listeners know, I'm from the lesser half of Pennsylvania <laughs> in Lehigh County, where I grew up. That is not the case. So, Right. We're, may, we're may the only up. county. We're the only county in Pennsylvania to have a county police department. The county police department's primary function is to patrol the parks. We have 10,000 acres of parks, the airports. We have two airports. They maintain, they also do investigative work for uh, homicides. Like if a municipality, there's a murder in a municipality, the county police come in and do all the homicide investigative work. Oh, really? But they, the county, they have their own yes. crime lab? Yes. Oh, wow. The, but the county, the county police have jurisdiction, full police power jurisdiction in all 130 municipalities. So uh, when I announced that I was running, I talked about public safety downtown and we should deploy county police to assist the city of Pittsburgh. Well, two weeks later, that occurred. County police were deployed into the city of Pittsburgh on horseback, on motorcycle, on cars to help because the city was short, short staffed on police departments, a uh, policeman. We were able to to supplement that and, and work with them. And we we do that all the time for municipalities. I don't know if, if you recall but there was a chief of police out in Brackenridge which was he was murdered and Brackenridge is a small community in the northern part of Allegheny County they only have four police officers so one one's murdered they lost 25 percent 
of their police force. Allegheny County stepped in there to help patrol and make sure that the residents were safe while they were trying to find a new an, another police officer. So I, we have. Do you remember complete, that? Yeah, uh, really. Yeah, we have complete incident. It, terrible incident. But the county police are here to help. And I will use county resources to make sure people feel safe, especially in the city of Pittsburgh. And we're going to continue to do that and use whatever resources we need to, to increase, improve public safety and reduce crime. We're going to partner with the city police. We're going to partner with the county sheriff's office, the district attorney's office, you know, the, the U.S. attorney's office, the DEA. There's, there, you know, any any entity that we can to help make people feel safe. And, and that takes that takes the ability that takes leadership and that takes the coordination of a major idea and bringing it to fruition and bringing everyone together at this at the table. There's there, there's way too much crime. It's not just in Pittsburgh. I mean, it's a national issue, as you well know. Agreed. Um, Philadelphia, Agreed. Right. Philadelphia has has issues with it. Chicago, Detroit, every major city has it. But we have to protect people or make them make them feel safe. And that's a priority for me. And as we're recording this uh, this week, uh, I would say finally, a U.S. attorney has been nominated for the Western District. And hopefully the Senate. Yeah, I saw that today. We have a lot of Senate staffers and other Capitol Hill characters who listen to the show. So hopefully there's a swift confirmation. So what, what other issues uh, uh, are coming up at the doors or at, at events uh, beyond public safety and, and crime? Well, this is public safety related. The jail is an issue. The county jail. We've had prisoners that have that have died from drug overdoses. You know, and I'm going to overhaul the jail from top to bottom. The jail is a huge, huge expenditure for the taxpayers. And we need to make sure that everything is being done properly. And it, clearly it's not. If prisoners are dying, how are the drugs getting into the jail? And how are they so readily available when prisoners are dying from them? You know, no prisoner should have to succumb to an overdose while they're in custody. That's that. There's something. Something's not right. Whatever. Whatever they're doing, it's not working. So we're going to overhaul the jail from top to bottom. That's a primary issue for me. As is Schumann Center. I don't know if you're familiar with it or not, but we had a juvenile justice center here in Pittsburgh that the state revoked the license for for poor leadership, and about 18 months ago, and there was no plan by the current county executive or his administration to have a, a, an alternative facility. You know, if you close a road or close a bridge, there's an alternate route uh, and you 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 uh, reroute traffic. Well, you close the a juvenile detention facility and there's there's we have one point three million people that live in Allegheny County. We need a facility that houses troubled youth and there was no place for them to go. So judges now send the, the kids that commit crimes. They send them back home. And that's just not acceptable. So I'm going to reimagine, I'm going to reopen and, and rebrand our juvenile justice system and a facility for kids that, that get in trouble. This is this is a huge issue here. We have 13 and 14 year olds already shooting, shooting each other and committing heinous, murderous crimes. And there's no place for them to go. You can't send a 13 year old to the county jail. So you have to send them to a facility. In reimagining that, I want to work with them for mental health issues, for drug issues, for and therapy, whatever they need to, to, to get them back on track. You know, some kids may just they commit a, a misdemeanor or, a, a, you know, a shoplifting crime. But then there are other ones that commit major crimes, whether it's rape or murder or, or arson, uh, things like that. And we have to we have to get to the point of helping these kids and putting them back on the right track. So we're going to have counseling. We're going to have all of these issues to help them. 
and diversionary uh, ideas too. I'm going to partner with my friends in the building trades. Maybe these kids aren't all go are college bound, but they could become plumbers. They can become electricians. They could become carpenters, steam fitters. There's so many opportunities for kids and they need to understand that, you know, maybe college isn't for some of them, but we need to, we need to really, really step up and help them. That's a major issue here in Allegheny County. Well, I'm going to help you get back on the campaign trail. You've been super generous with your time. This is really excellent perspective. So two, two final questions. Uh, one, piggybacking off of uh, teenagers, although the data is incredible. It's, it's well, hundreds of millions of Americans have this app called TikTok. And if there's one thing that unites Democrats and Republicans in Washington uh, this month, it's talking about banning TikTok because of Chinese interest. Uh, so any thoughts on, on county devices and uh, having this app on um, uh, county phones that are issued? Um, it's something I'm just personally curious about. And I know there's discussions across municipalities and across counties and even state governments as well as certainly Absolutely. government. I'm 100 percent with any any taxpayer owned uh, computer, laptop, cell phone. It definitely would not, not be on any of them. I would 100% be in favor of, of removing TikTok if it is on any of them or banning it from from any county-owned uh, equipment. Yeah, I, I, I don't look. I don't know enough about the technology. I'm very social media illiterate. But when the director of the FBI and others in our national security uh, establishment have concerns, then I, I have concerns. So I appreciate you definitively saying that. Right. Um, I couldn't agree more. One one final question. Yeah, it's a fairly small component of county government, but election administration. And it's amazing how much attention in recent years, the way in which we administer, the way we we, we we prepare for elections, and then we count the votes and canvas and certify votes. It's gotten a lot of attention. And I think we've all realized just how fragile our democracy is. So should you be victorious? You're going to have essentially the eyes of the world, frankly, on Allegheny County and every county in Pennsylvania in 2024. So just, just curious how we, we, we kind of firm up and strengthen our election administrations across the Commonwealth. That's a great question and a great point. And I've been very impressed with how Allegheny County has administered the elections uh, through the last, through the pandemic, uh, through the last presidential election. You know, mail-in ballots are a huge thing here. We have a huge participation with mail-in ballots in Allegheny County. And I would suspect that that's going to a- a- absolutely continue uh, we have a very high senior citizen population here, and a lot of people would rather vote at home on mail-in ballots and for them to be counted properly as they are, as opposed to going to the elections on, on uh, going to the polls on election day. So I'm very, very confident in the fact that our election department does a terrific job, and I'm going to give them the resources that they need coming into 2024, where we can make sure that everything is done transparently, everything is done according to the letter of the law. And Allegheny County will be, you know, that our returns are are accurate and counted quickly as possible uh, for the for the presidential uh, election coming coming up next year. Uh, it's very very important. And you're right; the eyes of the world will be on Pennsylvania once again. And Allegheny County is the second largest county in Pennsylvania, next to Philadelphia. And we will be watched very closely. And everything will be done the best that it can be. And we will have the resources to be able to do that. Well, I think that's a positive note to end on. I really appreciate your time and perspective and uh, wish you luck in the final uh, the final sprint here. Thank you so much. And I, I enjoyed talking with you and be happy to, to talk with you anytime. All right. Good deal. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Pennsylvania Kitchen Table Politics. Take a minute and leave us a rating and review on your podcast platform. 
Please also consider following us on social media for updates and announcements regarding future episodes and new guests. You're political, so I am sure that you're on Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram. We are too at PA Political Podcast. Visit our website, papoliticalpodcast.org, and send us your feedback about this episode and suggestions on future guests. Until next week. Music.